Firefish is a predictive recruitment sales and marketing platform that helps recruitment agencies like yours attract, engage and place more candidates with your clients. Go to firefishsoftware.com forward slash Rec Live Lounge. Recruiters Live Lounge. Lounge.com, where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hi everyone, welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspiring recruitment leaders on the planet. And I'm really quite happy today because I've got somebody that I've known for a long time. It's somebody that you'll know as well. You'll see her, if you're in recruitment, you'll see Wendy McDougall somewhere around the country. I think she's the most traveled uh, person working in recruitment right now. Um, I'm really, really pleased to have her in. And let me tell you about Wendy. So you guys will know she's the CEO of Firefish Software. Um, serial entrepreneur, making waves, influencing the recruitment technology space. Wendy's first business was 920 Recruitment, uh, launched in 2004, and she sold successfully six months after returning from the amazing EDP 2013 program. We'll get to hear about that, I think. Um, She's now focusing on Firefish Software, initially spun out of 920, in 2010, and after a successful two-year beta program, um, they've established a clear product market fit as a sales and marketing platform for the SME recruitment agency Vertical. In July 2014, just under 400,000 of seed funding was raised to really accelerate their growth, and employees, you know, the company's grown actually since the first time I knew them but has increased from 7 to 17 with a hiring plan to uh, in place to reach 25 by the end of 2015 uh, and, and with a new office space thrown in. Uh, Wendy you have been very busy haven't you and I hope I got all of that right. Well done that was great yeah. <laughs> and actually hearing that back it's like wow yeah we have been I can now feel why my throat is a little sore so I apologize for that but it's been an amazing year but it's been a very busy year Roy yeah and 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 look you know as I said in that intro Wendy a lot of people will know you by sight it's like you know you're you're there and, and firefish is a presence you know and people know a firefish I think what people outside of uh, your your clients and, and, you know, the people that know you, um, outside of that, in, you know, in the, maybe the people that have lived in recruitment caves don't know <laughs> that actually you are not just the CEO of a, of a recruitment software company, but actually you've worked in recruitment. And that's the bit that, you know, what I want to try and do is, is plug into that experience today. But you've worked in recruitment for how many years? Yes, coming up to just under 20 years now as well, I know. You don't look old enough, Wendy. <laughs> no, thank you, Roy. <laughs> Is that why? That's why you don't tell people. It's like, yeah, I've worked in it 20 years. It's like, you just don't, because you don't want them to know that you've been in it for 20 years. Um, you're a veteran, and, and you know, and I, I say that in the nicest possible way. Um, you, you've you've served our industry, uh, you know, you started, what was it IT tech recruitment that you did? Yeah, I've always been in the tech sector because actually, just like anybody else, you fall into it. And it was um, a brilliant company that spotted me, Melville Craig. I know I was, Melville Craig, yeah. Yeah, loved them. Brilliant leader, Craig Patterson, in that company. 
and um, he there was an advert that was just graduates into tech I applied not even knowing of Melville Craig not even knowing of the industry of recruitment and just like everybody else you fall into it but it's always been that interest in that sector that I loved so it was the IT sector yeah that's brilliant and and you know you were good at it that's the thing I, I you know I know uh, a lot of people kind of you know can work in recruitment and for whatever reason they fall out of it you worked in it solidly for that amount of time and were very successful right yeah I mean I think that's the best thing about this industry you know especially also from being a female you know there are no barriers whatsoever and if you go in and you rock that world you can go and achieve amazing things in the sector um, and I was lucky you know they saw something in me they said we're starting up a temp you know an IT contract because more in the contract side um, section over in Glasgow on you go so I had free reign I had an Edinburgh successful team that I could learn from right. and yeah, went, went with it and then annoyed an awful lot of the top performers because I whipped their asses. <laughs> this wee girl from Glasgow, that's yeah. brilliant. I'm loving, <laughs> I'm loving that story. Um, and, and Melville Craig, very respected. It's probably one of the first Scottish recruitment businesses I ever became completely aware of and uh, a lot of respect for them. They, they you know, did a lot of... Re- so, and and yeah, just I'm very, very impressed with them as an operation from years back. I think what you said there was absolutely spot on. It's them as an operation. And, and what amazes me always just now is there's that connection for all the successful people that have come out of Melville Craig. We all still attribute that success and that training that we got from that amazing company. I mean, it really was a special place to have, you know, done my traineeship and just to have been part of it was it was an amazing company brilliant great um wendy look welcome to live lounge uh you know the format around here you know that i always the like lightning to... round <laughs> well that's going to come up at some point but before we get into that i wanted to um you know we'd like to start off normally with uh our guests favorite success quote and how they apply that in their sort of everyday day-to-day Yes, I'm not sure it's much success, but my motto in life is just what goes around, you know, comes around. And so if you give back, it'll all come back to you. And I think that's a really healthy one in recruitment because that's what this industry is always about. I I love that. I really, really do. And Wendy, you know, I I can say this as well. You know, I'm a fan of Firefish. I'm a fan of the work that you do. Um, I met you, I can't remember how many years ago, and... I just remember feeling that from you that there was a real genuine warmth and and you know I think I was new to a room I think you'd you'd been in that room you know sort of with those people or whatever for a bit longer and you were just really friendly friendly person very warm and of course you know I know that in in later years I've been kind of like yeah you need to speak to Wendy McDougall um and 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 just you know it's that stuff isn't it paying it forward it comes back to us in spades and and i know that you kind of you do live that you're not just somebody that talks about it that was because i took your recruitment juice dvds <laughs> did you buy it right I, I brought them into sections i planned my whole induction around your dvds i felt that like i knew you right <laughs> well listen i'm pleased i'm really really pleased it was brilliant um Wendy look I I, you know working in recruitment for the amount of time that both of us have worked in it we both know it's not all um you know brilliant we do have our adversity what would you describe as the most challenging time for you in recruitment you know when when did that happen and and talk us through it 
I think the biggest thing is when I started 2014, or sorry, 2000, sorry, when I started in the recruitment business, um, it was a good market. So we're on acceleration and I was thinking this is almost too easy running a business like this. Yeah. And I didn't listen to the market and I didn't look at what was happening over in America like a lot of people did. Um, and I was going to, you know, I, that year that all hit, I was going for major acceleration. So I had, you know, tripled the business that year. Um, and I think that was my biggest learning lesson there was, um, and challenge because, you know, I had a lot of new employees and suddenly the pain of growing had to be stripped down very quickly. Um, so I remember that day that I came into the guys and said, okay, look, recruitment, just like you said to me there, recruitment is great when it's good, yeah, but it's terrible when it's bad and Very you've thankful. got to love this industry to keep going through this, to get to the good times again. Yeah. But if you make it through, you will be brilliant. Yeah. But if you don't want to make it through right now with me, then you're going to have to leave. And I would suggest you leave now. Right. And I think it was a much better way that I'm still glad I did it that way rather than having to go down and have a sit down. I just put it out to everyone because the people then that stayed with me were really committed to going through. Yeah. And I didn't then have to go and sit down and do horrible chats about redundancies and everything else as well. So that that time really was, you know, a year of two halves, big yeah. time. Growth, phenomenal, then boom. Okay, let's strip this down really quickly. And, and you know what, Wendy, I hear that story, and I mean, I share that story in, in, in my own experience, but I hear that from so many people in our industry that it is, it was the year of two halves. You yeah. know, speak to Dan McGuire <laughs> and he'll tell you that he was out to lunch, I think, with his oh. favourite clients and they were, you know, lapping it up somewhere and then all of a sudden literally remembers the day that, you know, he got a phone call and, and I think half of his clients had just disappeared like wiped off it's yeah. like right we're closing or, or you know we're not we're not renewing um it was a bloody awful time but but the lesson that you 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 took from that you were just saying was it just uh, and actually sorry the, the the thing that what did you what was the biggest thing that you picked up from that i think it is that you know you learn at uni if you've been to uni and taken some business courses is that sort of you know cross there saying looking external forces don't ignore them <laughs> you know really do the research on that and even if it's we are in a global industry yeah. and if it's a ripple that's happening elsewhere focus on the people that understand listen to these guys listen to what they're saying yeah. because that ripple does get to you and I underestimated that completely so I think really analyzing that much more is a big lesson I learned and it's a really valuable lesson, but I, you know, again, I, I would say that there are, you know, bigger people than you and I that that made mm. that same mistake. It's like I, you know, hold my hands up. I remember turning around to people and saying, "Oh God, you know, <laughs> the people are talking up this recession. It's a worldwide thing, but you know, yeah. UK, we're fine. It will be." In, and you know how silly I was, and literally, I was peddling that story, uh, like like the, you know, the captain of a sinking ship kind of going down. So at least you took some massive action on yours. Well, I, I did, but I remember exactly the same in my boardroom. I was saying, you know, well, here's our major client. Here's their hiring plans, etc. Look at this is going to be great. And then they just stopped hiring. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and I was laughing just your story about Dan there. Um, I remember the day that I noticed it because it was my wedding day that oh. I turned on the television and all the banks in Scotland were going under. <laughs> so that was when honeymoon cancelled. <laughs> you know, quick week out in Menorca rather than New Zealand and back to business. Yeah. 
oh Wendy I'm sorry I laughed it's like <laughs> what, what a way to remember your wedding day it was like the day the market <laughs> it crashed it was that morning I just went turned to the television and went oh okay <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness but one well hopefully some good memories in there as well <laughs> um conversely or you know on the reverse of that Wendy when was the eureka moment for you you know people join recruitment um we kind of we, we go through the motions we do the things we maybe score a couple of placements and then all of a sudden it's just the light bulb goes off it all falls into place when was that time for you and, and describe that for us so I remember sharing this with a lot of uh, new trainees as well is that in your first three months I well in my first three months of recruitment I wanted to leave I remember um, having this conversation with my father and I just this is terrible what Can't have I got it. myself into this this is a nightmare you know he just buckled down get on with it and that was then when that eureka moment started and and I think it was because I was doing contracts right um and actually the twig for me was that you know I'd had a couple of placements but it's not to think of IT contracts as contracts yeah. it was actually to think of recruiting everything that the permanent process has into contracts and then they keep getting extended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that helped the eureka moment with success and money. So, yeah. I think that's brilliant. It's, it's actually, it's interesting because I talk to people about that. They go, oh, you know, but Roy, the difference between contract recruitment and perm recruitment. I was going, do you know what? I think in contract, and I don't, I, you know, I'm not belittling one or the other. Yeah. But in contract, really, there is that double bubble. You know, it's like it, it, it works like perm recruitment. But extensions, it's like me getting a placement fee and then getting another placement fee and another placement fee. Um, and a good contractor, certainly in, in, in you know, the sectors that you would have worked, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine the revenue that, that, that can be calculated over a period of time as well. Um, My first contractor, who's a dear friend still, I uh, couldn't believe it because he didn't understand it was like he couldn't believe I, I was placing him for my first contract. But right. he ended up there. And this was before all the IR35s and the sort of times that you've got to then move on. But, sure. you know, he ended up in that same contract for five years. Whoa. Um, he once worked out how much it was costing um, the company and he was making and I was making for him to go to a P. <laughs> and it was substantial. So. <laughs> Yes, you're right. That market was very lucrative at that time. He stayed there five years. That's longer than most of my perm place. I know, exactly. <laughs> extension after extension. That's brilliant. So. Really good. Um, Wendy, what do you... Look, I'm always interested in finding out how people set their days up, you know? I, I think our, you know, good weeks, good months, everyone talks about it, but they're built on the back of good days, you know? Yeah. Um, is there something that you do consistently on a daily basis to set up yourself for success? Um, so I'm okay. So I probably, I probably do too much work. Um, I probably do too much work on the night before to set up a clear, fresh start for the next morning. So oh. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a good practice. Okay. Um, and then it just comes down to basics in terms of I, I set myself a realistic goal. And then that might just be sort of five things or three things and don't try to have this massive list yeah. because you're never going to achieve it. So um, that's what I'll be pleased with. I always say Rome's never built in a day. Um, so let's use that. Another thing that we brought into this current business, which I really love, and this wasn't me that brought it in, it was actually the tech side that brought it in, right. is a daily scrum. And so we all just get together in the morning from 8.45, we stand up and we say, this is what we're going to achieve today. And that's what I achieved yesterday. 
and it's not done in a monitoring sense, but it basically helps that person and your team to lower expectations of what, because we all want to achieve more and we're yeah. not going to achieve it. Yeah. So I think that's really helped. Um, and I really like that part of this business. So, um, and you stand up so that people can't go on. So that was good for me. <laughs> I love, actually, I really, really like that. I love that daily <coughs> scrum. And I've seen, you know, kind of variations. I've worked variations of that in my own business. I love it because um, it's it starts off, it's the, you know, it sounds like it's the morning for you as well. It just sets the day up nicely, doesn't it? And it, it gets people really focused in on, you know, don't make a commitment when when asked to that you're not going to follow through because presumably exactly. the next day I've got to stand up and say, yeah, yesterday I said I was going to do this. I didn't do it. Yeah. You, you're not going to get away with that too many days before the scrum <laughs> is really a scrum and they're duffing yeah. you up. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a really, really good thing. Wendy, you mentioned there about the clearing, you know, doing too much work the night before. Is that you know, trying to clear tasks off so that the day starts off fresh or, or what was that exactly? Yeah, I suppose that um, I see my day is slightly different these days as well as that I'm, I, I'm here to help other people. So I have to make sure that my time is actually available for them. Yeah. And I've learned that lesson over the years as well. I would be very focused in that I almost didn't need anybody around me. I'm just here to you know, military, boom, get the job done. Right. And that needed to soften <laughs> a little bit. Um, so I think really in the evenings is when I catch up on the things that I catch up on lots of emails, I catch up on things I need tasks, I need to get done right. um, to be able to clear that time. So I've got the time for my employees, for my clients, etc. Yeah. that I can always get back to them. So that's what I use that time for. Fair dues. And, you know, look, I think that's a massive, uh, first of all, thank you for your honesty there, but it's a massive you know management realization isn't it that okay in a company of maybe three or four people at the beginning or seven you can get away with that it's like yeah. you know we're all having to work really really hard flat out but actually at the size that you are now so it's that growth bit that actually it's a really different kind of approach that's needed you do need to be available you know leaders being generous with their time and uh, their attention and their listening um, and so yeah you're probably just you know the evenings is when you catch up with the stuff that you really need to get done right so or the stuff I haven't delegated yet oh, okay yeah <laughs> yeah I'm guilty of that one too. yeah but definitely um, cool. sort of see, I'm leading a boat and steering the boat and I've got to be there to steer it and help other people get there so yeah. I like that I like that analogy um, Wendy, what do you see as your biggest strength and perhaps your biggest weakness as a, I don't know, as a, as a, a, a recruitment entrepreneur or a leader within your business? Um, so biggest strength is focus. But with that focus comes wanting to be involved in everything. So, <laughs> um, you know, that's a constant thing that I've got to to get out. And, and biggest weakness with that is when I am so focused on the task, I can be very impatient. Um, so understanding that and being able to react to that um has definitely big a, been a, a big journey for me as well Wendy look it's a really interesting point because I think there's a lot of people listening to this uh or watching that will share the same kind of you know what what, what you've described as weakness share the same trait myself included yeah um that 
you know, we can as as leaders and and you know as experienced people, we can become impatient. You know, it's like I want it to happen, and so it it, it makes delegation really difficult, doesn't yeah. it? Because you're thinking, oh God, if I ask somebody to do it, it's going to take twice as long, and I can do it myself, and and you can't grow as a business, and actually your employees can't grow if you don't if you don't delegate. How have you tackled that? Because that I think people really want to, you know, any tips or strategies for how you've addressed that for yourself? Do you know, I think it's the same thing as soon as, you know, if you've got an addiction or anything else, you've got to say, yes, this is my problem. So <laughs> now I will, uh, I'm going to own this problem. And I think then to talk about it with your staff and say, listen, do you know what? I'm really busy right now. I need to do this. And that's what the scrum's been quite good for. I can right. say I'm busy from here to here. Good. So the guys know then that, not to not come up to you, but they'll get their time afterwards. Yeah. Um, and also just being polite with it and making sure you take a step away. I think when things do get a little bit on top, um, you know, just leave the office, walk away. It's such a lonely job, as we all know, and I hope lots of listeners will, will share that, that, um, you know, you, 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 you can't show... You you have to walk into that room that you're managing or that business and you have to be like this because essentially you've got to be positive. Your energy yeah. encourages the whole energy of the business. Absolutely. So if you are having a negative day or something's happened, it's so hard, but you can't let that affect everybody else's because that's completely pointless. Yeah. So I think it's also knowing when to step away. And then actually going and sort of collecting your thoughts and then coming back. It's really, really good. Thank so, you for that. It's a really good practical tip. And I agree with you. Um, you know, I've seen people whose whole companies, their whole business rests on the particular mood uh, that the MD wakes up with that day. You know, I, I, I was there. Yeah. You know? I, I definitely was there. And, and it took, you know, it took, it took my fairy godmother, um, Kai Murray, to... Um, to really sort of help me understand that, so. Hey, I need a fairy godmother like Kai then. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Watch Co out, Kai, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, Wendy, look, I'm, I'm really interested in, in your answer to this next question because I know that you are somebody who keeps, you know, your finger on the pulse of what's happening in our industry. How do you see it developing? Let's get you to look into your crystal ball. How do you see the recruitment industry developing over the next five years? So I am very excited for the recruitment agency industry. Um, I think we're going through a real period of change. Um, now, let's face it, recruitment, introducing candidates and clients will not change that dynamic that is what we did old school yeah. but how we're able to sort of package that up and deliver that is is really exciting for those that want to embrace that yeah. and we are going to need to because we're getting those external factors um you know clients are thinking they can do it themselves candidates now can screen out your calls you've got to start to think to change yeah. so i i one of my one of my frustrations with the industry is that we don't value ourselves as recruiters enough. No. We don't value what we I mean, what other profession would work as hard as we do for nothing Yeah. until we get a placement, you know? And, and I want that to change. Yeah. Um, and I also think that we have a big opportunity to be creative. You know, why do marketeers have to be the ones that suddenly know about job ads and yeah. how to position an employer's brand? You know, we know as recruiters how to do that. Yeah. So we can blend that knowledge with some creative skills and suddenly we can have a business that has been based on success around so many different areas and services and functions 
that we can actually offer to the client because we're going to have to have to start to think about that. But that can be creative, that can be innovative, that can be costed up differently. And I, I think we can run such different and more scalable businesses than a lot of recruitment owners that I see struggle yeah. to get through that sort of five recruiters and how do I how do I scale it? Yeah. Wendy, I love it when you look into your crystal ball. <laughs> so do I. I'm excited. <laughs> but you, the thing is, it genuinely is really <laughs> exciting, isn't it? And, and uh-huh. you know, I share your vision. I really do. I think it's, a, you know, a really exciting time to be involved in recruitment um, and seeing the way that it will develop, particularly for the early adopters. You know, it's, I think it's the people that really embrace this change and like run with it rather than you know, the ones that over years back, years past, you know, I remember having conversations, people saying, do I really need to have a website? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, do I really need to have a website? We've, we've always had a brochure. Why can't we just have a brochure? So <laughs> that's aging me. But, you know, <laughs> equally, I've had these same conversations through the years. It's like Twitter, is it really necessary? And, yeah. um, you know, I, I think the power, the you know, the real kind of power is going to be with um, some of these early adopters some very young recruitment businesses as well. Some of the, you know, the SMEs that I know you and I work with, such exciting things happening um, because they can embrace change quickly. They're aware of that change because they're really close to their markets yeah. and um, and they can take action quickly. You know, uh, it's not I, by committee. I, yeah. Absolutely. I, I love it. That's why we're on a mission to inspire the next generation of recruiters because they're up for change and they're going to come through this. Um yeah, no, it's, it's such an exciting period of time. And I just think that we've got to be much more confident in what we've got old school, but open to moving on. Um, you know, the, the corporates are never going to replace the agency market. No. Um, the, the corporates will will have and they will take some of the market share away because sure. they're getting some great tools out there to do that. Yeah. But, you know, even I as a corporate now or a, not a large corporate as an enterprise just now, I will still want to go to market through an agency that has access to, you know, a distribution network through Twitter, Facebook, a community on LinkedIn um, and a database that's up to date and engaged far quicker than building myself. Yeah, absolutely right. But these guys don't sell that. They don't look at it. No. Wow. Okay. Listen, I'm, you've got me excited now about the next five Thanks. years. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Wendy, I've got to ask you this question. We've reached that time. Are you ready for the lightning round? I am, Roy. <laughs> the lightning round. All right. First question, Wendy. What is the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? Their confidence in their own ability to deliver um, what they're actually seeing that they're delivering upfront. Good point. Listen, I, I couldn't add anything to that. It was a really good point. Um, Wendy, what's the best piece of business or recruitment advice you've ever received? Don't underestimate your energy. Um, be involved in the business that you want to be involved in. Good. Okay. Yeah, create it. Um Wendy, this is a great question for you. What is something that you are seeing working brilliantly in your company right now? It could be software, it could be <laughs> app, it could be an app, it could be a hack, or you know, you've given us one already, which was the Scrum. I think that was a really, really good, uh, you know, sort of uh, knowledge takeaway there. But anything else that you'd say? Look, this is a great piece of kit or tool or whatever. 
I think how we're doing sales and marketing in total um, for our business that can be transferred to the recruitment business is fundamentally breaking all the rules. And I think that's great. You know, we we don't hire salespeople to be high-end enterprise 60K salespeople right. to go out and drive around and spend my money. Right. Um, it's ineffective use and the cost to acquire a customer through that is far too high. Okay. So we get um, at least two demo requests per day through our online activities, our content generation, our authority in the market, our brand. And therefore, we have our growth team, which is sales and marketing put together. Nice. That focus that whole pipeline on building trust, getting to know our users until they're ready to actually buy from us. So I think allowing yourself to understand that the customer is in control and they will engage with you when they are ready to engage with you. Yeah. But trust that it will happen. It's like turning a tap on and off. Recruiters could be using that mm. so effectively with their clients and their candidates without annoying them, spamming them and doing the horrible thing that we're paying money for guys to do is just making all those cold calls you know, you still can use that telephone very effectively, but know when to call, yeah. what to call about, and have that background and authority. So that whole way that we've changed sales and growth has completely disrupted the way that we engage with our customers. And that is what we're trying to teach our recruiters to do as well. And hallelujah to that, um, Wendy. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really, really, I, I know, you know, Firefish, and I, obviously I, I know what you guys have been doing. Um, and you have definitely been leading the way uh, in terms of that content generation, putting massive value out. But you've always done it, right? But yeah. finding the most up-to-date tools to do that with. If there was one particular tool that you think, <coughs> you know, we use at Firefish um, and that helps us to either, A, I don't know, understand the market or get that message out across loads of platforms. Anything that you would just say to all recruiters, if you're not using this, you're crazy. Yeah, so we're playing around with We Hook Up Firefish to do a lot of our um, sort of market content generation, but we hook this up with Sidekick. Okay. So that then tells us the right time to call. So anybody that doesn't know Sidekick, it's a free Chrome plugin. Um, it gives you huge market intelligence of when somebody is actually opening, forwarding, looking at your content. Um, so that allows you to know that that's a good time to call um, yep. or that's a good time to have sort of say oh what did you think of this you know and if they haven't opened an information that you've seen you can also tell that they're probably not that interested so that predictive analysis is something mm. we're really um we're, we're really hot on just now and i'm really keen to bring that and tap that into the recruitment market for them as well i love that i really do wendy and that's like that's a hot tip so anyone watching or listening to this you heard it here. Wendy McDougall said to you, go and get Sidekick. Just don't tell them that when we call them, we know that they've opened the email. <laughs> <laughs> no, but isn't that, isn't that lovely? Because it goes against, as you said, you know, years and years. And we both worked in recruitment long enough to, to remember those good old, bad old days where it's just permanently interruption marketing. You know, it's like, I'm going to stick my advert out there and it's in your face. And it's like, you, read the advert, read the advert, or here's my call, here's my call. This is about, as you said, it's a timing thing. We have to know the right times to engage with people, the right times to follow up with people, rather than just piss them off by, you know, constantly 
uh, hammering them. So uh, thank you for that tool. Uh, you know, people need to check that out. We'll put a link to it at the bottom. Um, Wendy, what's the best business book that you've ever read? So I, for anybody sort of knows me a wee bit as well, I don't read. Um, I'm dyslexic. So audio podcasts I love. So I'm loving the recruitment live lounge. <laughs> um, some other ones that I listen to as well. I've got an audio book just now. I think it's like the hardest things about the hard things. Ben, oh, I can't remember his surname, but I'm reading that just now. I'm not sure if it's, there's, yeah, I think the total, it's the hard thing about hard things. Okay, we'll find it and we'll put the yeah, author again a link. Yeah, I can put a link on that as well. Okay. Um, so that's one I'm just doing, but I've constantly got an audio book that's um, in the background. But I just love this generation of podcasts. It's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, A Car Journey Home. You know, you just plug it in, keep up to date with stuff, get inspired. That's when you sort of shut down as well in terms of, you know, what's been happening that day and you can get inspired. Your brain can trigger into, okay, I'm going to do this, that, the next. That's great. The thing is, Wendy, on that, it's it's funny because, you know, I know podcasts have been around for a while, but they've they've almost just been rediscovered. uh, Definitely. Because uh, I remember people saying to me, oh, you know, podcasts, they're really boring. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, now you've actually got a choice of what you can listen to. Gone are the days when we used to get in the car, stick the radio on, and you were limited <laughs> to the channels and, and the playlist that, you know, some ancient disc jockey was 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 going to, you know, force on you. Or sorry, record produ- uh, program producer was going to force on you. Now I can fill my head with good stuff. It's like, yeah. and use that traveling or downtime just to learn some new things and some good things as well so but not to get too geeky on that but isn't it interesting how that's happened because you're absolutely right but that's because spotify has disrupted that music market and then we've got audible we've got itunes that have made the podcasting just in embedded in our devices so suddenly you can have favorites you can get automatic updates and that's made it more achievable for everybody just to tune in and then suddenly it's surged up it's great I love it when you get geeky, Wendy. <laughs> uh, listen, final final question for you in the lightning round. Wendy, if you woke up tomorrow morning still armed with all of the intelligence, <laughs> the experience and everything else that you've got, but Firefish wasn't there, God forbid, <laughs> right? But if it wasn't there, what would you do? How would you start again? I would be investing in other startups in the entrepreneurial world if that hopefully one day comes. I just love this sector. I would be doing what I'm doing with branding and marketing, but I would just get passionate about another problem to solve. Fantastic. Great answer. Um, very good answer. Um, Wendy, really sadly, all right, because I could spend all day talking to you about stuff. Oh, and, and, I love uh, you too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we are, we've reached that end of our, our time together in the live lounge, at least. A um, couple of things that, you know, t- to ask of you. One, a parting piece of advice for our listeners and our viewers. And two, how can people get in touch with you after the show? How can they find you? Yeah, cool. So um, you can find me all over the web, but um, LinkedIn profile, Twitter program profile, Wendy McDougall, Skype, Wendy under, underscore McDougall, you know, I do all the whole things. So it's just Wendy McDougall, you'll find me online. Uh, so connect with me in any way. I'm very open to sharing any thoughts or um, sort of chats on that. And my bit of advice is, as we say in Farfish, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. As, as, as a dad to four children, I know all about finding Nemo. So, yeah, <laughs> And there's a second one coming out soon. I oh, I know. <laughs> um, 
Brilliant. Wendy, listen, on behalf of everyone at Live Lounge and behalf of our listeners and viewers, thank you so much for joining us and being generous. Oh, thank you. No, really, really appreciate it. For everyone that's listening, you've been uh, listening to Wendy McDougall of Firefish Software uh, in the Recruiters Live Lounge. And for you to keep getting episodes like this, please like them, share them, stick some comments down. Uh, it's a way that we can continue to just produce this and give it out to you guys for free. So keep engaged with it, subscribe, and we can get them automatically delivered to your inbox. Um, and we look forward to welcoming you to the Live Lounge very, very soon. Take care for now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Recruiters Live Lounge with Roy Ripper. Join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader. Would you like to be able to attract, engage and place more candidates with your clients? Firefish is a predictive recruitment sales and marketing platform that will help you do exactly that. Their SaaS solution incorporates an applicant tracking system, recruitment marketing, CRM, KPI reporting and full website integration. Go to firefishsoftware.com forward slash rec live lounge and schedule your free demo today.